This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The pursuit for food has taken us into the wilderness, across rivers, and atop mountains. These journeys have connected us to the wild. It is this connection that allows us to experience the wild places this world has to offer in search of both wild game and adventure. This is my adventure for food. I'm one of those up-and-coming adult onset hunters you sometimes hear about, having started just in my early 20s. Uh, this story will even be more recent, having taken place just this past week. But uh, before I get into that, I'll give you some background. My first hunt was a rabbit hunt in Kodiak, Alaska when I was about 22 years old. And aside from a biannual trip to Colorado a few years thereafter, I didn't really get invested in it until a few years ago when I moved down to Key West uh, for a PCS move with the Coast Guard, and I linked up with Harvesting Nature's founder through work. Key West uh, and the Florida Keys, or you cannot hunt there. The nearest hunting land is about four hours to the north in southern Florida. Everything else between there is either protected or private land. So you can imagine I was pretty excited about the hunting opportunities when I got orders to the Pacific Northwest and the Oregon coastline earlier this year. As soon as I got them, I immediately started researching what I could do, what opportunities there were to hunt, there were to hunt and what animals were available to get tags for. I soon found out that waterfowl, including ducks and geese, were plentiful and very common to go for. And that's when I decided that I was going to do a full do-it-yourself waterfowl season in Oregon for both geese and ducks, with geese coming first. Although I'd end up getting some help and camaraderie through the folks from work and friends and colleagues around, we were all equally amateur and novice hunters exploring our own adventures for this season. Started researching the types of calls, the different species. Oregon actually has uh, tests you need to take in order to identify geese. And I started pouring over Oregon's waterfowl regulations Started asking around about shot size and the right chokes. I mean, I'm this is my first time waterfowl hunting ever, uh, so I had absolutely no idea about what I needed to do. I came up with a whole bunch of different answers from the internet, 
from friends and colleagues alike, all with their personal preferences, different preferences for this species, different pre preferences for this environment, and no real one clear answer. But finally, I thought I had everything that I needed. I had my camouflage, I had plenty of shells, a beginner goose call, and I started practicing a lot, much to the annoyance of my neighbors, and some land to hunt on. Luckily, my friends had also built a little rudimentary blind courtesy of some local hardware stores, and I think we were set. So opening day came around. First season for Oregon is the September goose season, also called the early season some places. And we're sitting behind the blind at a crisp 6 a.m., 20 minutes before shooting light, and we started waiting. Uh, we waited some more. We kept waiting and waiting some more until about 9.30, we hear our first geese. And one of the guys sees a small flock, maybe four to six, flying straight at us. It could not have been set up more perfectly. And six geese flying straight at our blind, low to the ground on opening day. We thought that we had done everything exactly the way we were supposed to, that somehow through all of our guessing and all of our research, we hit the nail on the head that we'd be set up perfectly for this. So we got into position, took our safeties off, guns at the ready, our adrenaline was through the roof already, and the guy next to me, in the most cliche way possible, says, take them. We all stood up and started blasting. And 12 rounds later, and easily well over a thousand steel pellets sent flying through the air, those six geese were anything but dead, and kept flying straight over us as if nothing had ever happened, probably laughing at us four amateurs on the ground, staring at them in disbelief as they kept going on. So the adrenaline started wearing off over the next two hours, and we went over the scenario again and again, both in our side of our own heads and amongst each other. We threw around some pretty wild assumptions, anything from the shot size wasn't right, to uh, we weren't calling them correctly, and then, no, oh, we weren't leading them correctly, maybe we should spend, spend more time at the trap range. Uh, eventually, we kind of just settled on the fact that we blew it. A few more flocks passed by that day, but none of them were close enough to take shots at, and none of them were nearly that perfect as far as coming straight at us. So we ended the day about noon, uh, with no, no more geese flying around. We planned to go out the following Friday. I mean, we still had real jobs to do during the week. And I would hope that one day I can get to the point where I can hunt every day, but not right now. So we made plans for the following Friday, set up for the weekend, and we decided that since it is still the season, we're going to bring our guns just in case. Now, as I said before, Oregon has a September goose season. Uh, some might call it an early goose season in other states. Uh, that meant we had about eight days to really capitalize on some monster geese, the westerns, before they started back up again in late October and we got some of the migratory geese coming in, uh, which actually overlaps with ducks, so it'll be nice once that comes up. But over this next week, in between times we went out, I studied up on calling, studied up on decoy placement, different methods, different patterns. The shot size again, I actually ended up uh, increasing my shot size. I was using two shot, rookie move, and I ended up getting to get a case of BB shot. I wasn't going to pull any punches this time. I doubt any of the other guys were going to either. I know they were pretty disheartened as well as myself about how we didn't get any that first day. Uh, then I ended up pulling, putting a full choke in my shotgun and looked up every video I could find on the proper goose calling. Friday finally came around, the end of the week, and we hoped for some real solid redemption. 
as we walked out to the field that had promised so much in the weeks prior to the season, we couldn't believe our eyes. No less than 60 geese were sitting just outside of where we were going to put our decoys the week before. So given this opportunity and given our uh, strategic mindset, I guess you could say, we decided to do a little spot and stalk maneuver and try and scare them up into one of the other shooters, uh, thinking that, you know, the way we would do it is that we would chase them into someone else and then we could just start shooting right away. In our minds, this plan made total sense, but of course it doesn't always work out that way. And when we were about 60 yards out, the whole flock got up and flew away right into the river on the other side of the levee. I think everybody's heart sank. I know mine definitely did. That This was just going to be a repeat of the week before. Uh, we kind of moseyed on out to the field, started setting up, set up our blind, put our decoys out, and just sat there thinking that, oh, we're going to be out here for another four hours and we're still not going to see any geese. So we set them up, had absolutely no idea what to expect, thinking maybe the first day was a fluke, maybe not. We started going over the first day scenario again about what went wrong and figured that I guess we'll just find out. About 10 minutes after we finished setting up, two geese come flying right in and we think, oh no, here we go again. But we see them flare up, about to land, and I don't think there was any ounce of hesitation from anyone this time. And we started shooting. Both geese dropped to the ground and we were ecstatic. We were shouting for joy, probably doing everything that a hunter shouldn't do after they uh, get a kill. And, I mean, we were pretty much jumping around the field just full of joy and happiness and pride in ourselves that we were able to bring these things down. And uh, at this point, it didn't really matter if we didn't bring any down for the rest of the day because our goal for this entire season for the previous two months had been accomplished. We had built up our knowledge of waterfowl and goose hunting from scratch, and we ended up being successful at it. And that's one of the best feelings in the world. So that day, uh, we ended up coming up home with nine geese, so seven more from those two, uh, between four of us who were out there. And then a couple days later, we ended up getting three, uh, one of which was actually a, we think it was a lesser Canada goose, which is kind of interesting because you got two big ones and a smaller one. Uh, and then, I mean, even though those 12 geese between uh, the two days that wasn't even close to the limit for the four of us, uh, but we were pumped nonetheless. And right away, we started sharing recipes around uh, that we found, different ideas that we could do, different kind of experimental recipes that we could try. Uh, and then we started planning for the October duck and goose seasons, thinking about what we could do better, uh, what we were going to do for ducks when they come out, thinking that, oh, we could still have our, our geese silhouettes out since we knew it worked this time. Uh, and we were just ecstatic again. I mean, we were so pumped. We went home and we cleaned them up. And now we have a whole stack of, of goose meat ready to go. So I mean, looking back on it, although geese are everywhere and I mean, waterfowl hunting is probably one of the more common ways to hunt, especially in the Pacific Northwest or any kind of coastal waterway, uh, I can't help but keep thinking to myself how exciting and how rewarding it was not just to shoot some geese to take them home and get some meat on the table, but to prepare for it for so long and get anxious about it and get excited about it. And even to miss those first few that we saw on opening day, only to prepare some more and finally come away with a few wins. And I think 
in all, again, it wasn't really just taking home the geese that day. It was that feeling, and that's the feeling that I look forward to every time I adventure into the outdoors in search of food. And it's why even coming back empty-handed is okay for me. Um, I've talked before that you know, even if you come back without having anything, having the experience out in the outdoors, uh, coming back with maybe even a couple mushrooms or a couple blackberries, that's still all worthwhile because uh, once you finally get the animal you were after or even the ones you weren't after, it's just all that much more rewarding. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Thursdays with Saltwater Experience, brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts, every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it, a life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby, 6'8 Western. Oh, a mule there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.